Good evening. My name is Sarah Morant, and I will be your host for tonight's telephone town hall meeting. Tonight, I'm joined by Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services, Mike Ellis, as well as very many other experts to help support your questions, including Stephen Lacroix, the Managing Director with Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Curtis Zablocki from the RCMP, Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Tara Johnston from the SPCA, and representatives from seven other government departments to help support answering your questions and identifying the information you need. Before we hear from our speakers, I want to explain how tonight's town hall will work. Right now, we are connecting with Albertans who've been affected by the wildfires and are connecting to this discussion. You will hear some opening remarks very soon from Minister Mike Ellis, and after that, it will be your turn. You will have a chance to ask your questions about the changing wildfire situation in Alberta and the supports available to you as an evacuee. You can get in the line to ask a question anytime, including right now, by pressing star three on your phone keypad, and one of our operators will be happy to take your question. When you are routed to an operator, we will ask for your name and your community, and then we will ask for your question. Please try to keep your question as brief as you can, as there are many, many Albertans on the call tonight. We will be transcribing your questions, and I will be reading them out loud for all of the questions tonight. This will help us address as many as possible. We will hear opening remarks from Minister Ellis very shortly, and I will be here to make sure that we move through these questions as quickly as possible, ensuring you have access to as much information as you can. I would now like to invite Minister Mike Ellis to say a few words. Minister, please go ahead. Well, thank you very much, uh, Sarah, and uh, good evening, everyone. Um, thank you for, for joining us uh, tonight in this uh, wild, wildfire uh, teletown hall. Uh, the second of which, uh, which uh, first one was uh, yesterday. Um, we're here tonight to connect with uh, some of the, the the tens of thousands of Albertans who have been evacuated in North and Central Alberta due to this intense wildfire activity. You know, I do realize that many of you are going through what is likely the most difficult ordeal of your lives, and we want to make sure that the supports that we're offering the emergency payments, the special needs assistance, the medical care, the evacuation centers, and of course more, are indeed meeting your needs. And giving your families the security and stability that you deserve. Before we begin to take questions, uh, let me just once again stress how important it is to listen to and obey all evacuation orders and advisories. Our provincial experts do not take uh, this, uh, uh, they take uh, issu uh, issuing such orders lightly. So I urge everyone to please listen to the officials who are providing life-saving instructions during these times of crisis. A sincere thank you to these officials and uh, to all of the emergency response and service providers uh, who are out there keeping Albertans safe. I also want to encourage all evacuees who are under mandatory evacuation orders for seven days or more to apply uh, for an emergency evacuation payment at alberta.ca slash emergency. Again, that's alberta.ca slash emergency. And of course, evacuees who are not able to ask a question tonight are encouraged to please call 310-4455. Uh, that's 310-4455 for any additional support. Um, before I, I pass on the microphone back to Sarah, um, I just want to let everybody know that we have uh, all these agencies that are, are being uh, represented right are represented uh, right now uh, to make sure that we answer all of your questions. Uh, we have uh, Deputy Commissioner Zablocki with the with the RCMP to make sure that uh, all these questions uh, that are going to go to him are going to be answered. Representatives from the uh, Insurance Bureau of, of Canada, and of course, um, you know uh, we have uh, representatives from the Alberta Emergency Management a Agency as well. So, this is really about uh, you and uh, what you're going through to ensure that whatever question that you uh, may require is going to be answered uh, by by the government. So, thank you very much uh, for for listening. Uh, again. Uh, do not hesitate to call 310-4455 for additional support. And I'm now going to pass the microphone back to uh, Sarah to moderate this event. Uh, thank you again for being a part of this call. Thank you, Minister Ellis. 
And for those just joining, again, my name is Sarah, and I will be the host for this evening's Telephone Town Hall. Joining me again are Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services, Mike Ellis, Stephen Lacroix, the Managing Director of the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Curtis Zablocki with the RCMP, Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Tara Johnston with the SPCA, and executive officials from the following Government of Alberta departments, Forestry, Tourism and Parks, Seniors, Community and Social Services, Mental Health and Addiction, Agriculture and Irrigation, Municipal Affairs, Indigenous Relations, and Education. Tonight we're talking about the changing wildfire situation with Albertans whose communities have been affected by evacuation orders. If you have a question for any of the speakers from any of those agencies or government departments, you can ask it by pressing star three right now or at any time during this event, and you will be routed to one of our operators. Now, let's get to our first question of the evening. The first question is from Jake in Drayton Valley, and he asks the following. We had to evacuate, and I'm worried about our community being empty. What are the RCMP doing to help and keep it secure? I'm going to ask Curtis Zablocki with the RCMP to please go ahead. Thank you, Jake, for that question. Uh, very much appreciate that. It's always uh, it's always a pleasure to have an opportunity to speak to uh, residents and, and citizens from across the province uh, as your commanding officer of the RCMP here in Alberta. Um, you know, and I, and I can assure you that Alberta, the Alberta RCMP's primary concern or focus is ensuring the safety and the security of of persons persons and property. And they want to assure you that your police officers are in your communities and that they are very busy. Uh, your police officers are manning security uh, checkpoints. Uh, as you know, Jake, I was, uh, I was in Drayton Valley uh, this afternoon, uh, engaging uh, with your community leaders and of course with, uh, with our police officers as well. They're running checkpoints around the perimeter of, uh, of the uh, security area there uh, in Drayton Valley, conducting roving patrols within and around your community. Uh, we've established quick response teams. So these are police officers uh, working together and, and working together with community peace officers and other law enforcement uh, in your community to ensure a quick response to any reports, any suspicious activities that might be reported or, or uh, any criminal activity. Uh, we've also engaged uh, our Rural Crime Watch and Citizen on Patrol partners in your community to be additional eyes and ears, in particular during uh, this vulnerable time during the evacuations. Um, also, we have deployed both overt and covert resources, investigational resources and tactics and techniques in communities that are impacted by these fires uh, in order to prevent and or detect uh, any kind of illegal or criminal activity that might uh, that might be occurring. We always have a strong focus on prolific offenders as well too, whether we're in the middle of a, a natural disaster, evacuations, or provincial emergencies as we are now. Um, but these are individuals uh, in our communities that, that often uh, commit the most amount of crime and uh, cause the most amount of grief to our communities. So uh, for those communities that have received evacuation notices, our officers remain on the ground to ensure order and to protect property. And we have engaged with several of these prolific offenders and in some cases been able to take them out of our communities uh, and lay uh, appropriate charges. Uh, we've got uh, uniform officers deployed, specialized units, again, overt and covert strategies that are, are in place to address and prevent criminal activity in those affected areas. And, we're monitoring very closely and are ready to respond very quickly when needed. Um, and until those that have been evacuated can return home, your RCMP officers are committed to keeping your community safe and secure. Thank you so much, Curtis. Our next question comes from Becky, also from Drayton Valley, and this is for Tara Johnston from the SPCA. Becky asks the following, I'm hearing from my friends that they are worried about some of their pets who can they contact or what can we do? Tara, please go ahead. Thank you so much for the opportunity to um, speak to that. Um, I can advise that the municipality uh, of Drayton Valley and County of Brazil does, they've, they've certainly 
engaged on social media and have provided information to residents to support feed in place for their animals. So in fact, our agency has uh, is currently working with community peace officers in uh, Drayton Valley in the County of Brazil to support those efforts. So we have some small teams going in uh, with the permission of the owners to support feeding their animals. Uh, it's also my understanding that uh, because there is a um, significant or, or there's going to be some delay in, in getting um, back into the community beyond a couple of days now, that they're supporting um, individuals or contacting owners to support them picking up their animals. So they're getting escorted into the community to remove their animals and, uh, and be reunited with them. So that's, that's certainly a good news story. So there's lots of fine work going on there. So for those um, who have a concern about their animals in a community, they really need to engage with their municipalities to support um, advising those municipalities about their concerns about their animals that may have been left behind. Thank you very much, Tara. Our next question comes from Dean in Yellowhead County, and I'm going to ask Deputy Romano from Mental Health and Addiction to take this next question. Um, it goes as follows. My family has farmed this area for three generations. This is the only life my parents know. We've lost pretty much everything in this fire, but it's it is devastating. Uh, we plan to rebuild, but it's hard to deal with what has happened. What can I do to help my family? Great, thanks so much for the question. And, and certainly the Ministry of Mental Health and Addiction working with a, a number of partners across the province has a number of resources that are available to, to reach out, to, to be able to speak with the professionals uh, in mental health and, and social supports to be able to, to respond to exactly the types of pressure, uh, pressures and, and concerns that you and, and frankly many others rightly are feeling in this crisis situation. Really directly, the easiest place to access those resources is by calling 211. You can text or go online, but just dialing 211 and they'll be able to refer to resources like Counseling Alberta, which offers uh, barrier free and affordable uh, or no cost counseling services. Uh, Alberta Health Services has a mental health helpline, but just by calling 211, you'll be able to be referred to those types of services anywhere in the province virtually, but also being able to refer uh, to the community that you might be temporarily based in or, or back in your community when returning home and in short order. So again, know that by calling 211, there are lots of ways to connect into many resources to, to help with the, the thoughts and concerns that, that people are facing. Thank you. Thanks, Deputy Romano. Our next question is from Tony in Drayton Valley, and this is for Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Tony asks, if you collected expenses through your home insurance, can you still collect the emergency payments? Why are brokers telling us we can only collect one or the other? Rob, please go ahead. Thank you, Sarah, and thank you for the question, Tony. The government financial assistance is in addition to any insurance coverage or payment that you may be receiving. The information that you received is incorrect. So insurance companies should not be deducting any government payments from your insurance claim. And you can receive this government financial payment in addition to any additional living expense or any other insurance claim payment that you have. This financial assistance should not impact your claim or your coverage, and you can claim for both. Thanks, Rob. Our next question is from Trevor in Grand Prairie, and I'm going to ask Deputy Minister of Forestry, Tourism and Parks, Shannon Marchand, to take this question. Trevor asks, there was a fire line cut through the front of the house. Who is liable for these repairs? Deputy? Yeah. Thank you very much and, and thank you for the question. Uh, so the forestry parks and tourism having cut the line, whoever cut the line will be responsible for the repairs, uh, whether it was our uh, firefighters or it was uh, the county firefighters, uh, they will, you know, the, that agency will be responsible for repairing. I can, I can tell you in the case of forestry parks and tourism, uh, what we would be doing as, as these types of incidents unfold, it would be, you know, we'd be working in the background on a rehabilitation plan 
to put things back to how they were before uh, we took our firefighting action. Thank you so much. And a reminder for anyone who has just joined or who would like to ask a question now or at any time during the event, you can do so by pressing star three and one of our operators will be happy to take your question. Moving along, our next question is from Lynn in Drayton Valley, and I'm going to ask Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services to respond to this. Lynn asks, will there be any consideration for the lost income of business owners? Brad, please go ahead. Great. Thank you very much, Lynn, for your question. Um, at this time, there is not direct support uh, for small businesses. Uh, it is important to note, though, that there are other resources available, such as um, uh, the Economic Developers of Canada have a wonderful guide and uh, advice as to what those steps are that you should consider to uh, either reopen or to handle the insurance challenges you may have. Uh, the second point is um, the Chamber of Commerce in Calgary also has some wonderful resources on their website. So directly uh, from a Governor Alberta program, no. Uh, but I will ask my colleague uh, Robert Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada to expand on uh, insurance coverage and how that may be helpful. Thank you, Brad. Insurance coverage for businesses do vary. There are policies that include business income loss if your property is damaged or destroyed by the wildfire. So if you're going to be out of your business for a considerable amount of time, even if you don't have damage, reach out to your insurance company to understand the coverages that you do have and what coverage might be available to you in order to support you and your business during this difficult time. Thank you very much. Our next question comes from Bill in Drayton Valley. Um, Bill asks, is there an ability to get the town hall transcript as some people are unable to attend? I'm gonna take that one myself, Bill, and for anyone else who's interested in access to a recording of this telephone town hall, yes. They will all be available on alberta.ca slash emergency, which is where there are other supports and information for anyone who may have them. It does take about 24 hours for it to be posted, so you can um, expect to share this one sometime tomorrow or to join us every night this week from 7.30 until 8.30 p.m., the same way you've joined tonight, by dialing in, listening live, and we will be here to continue to answer these questions every night until Sunday and including Sunday of this week. Our next question is from Stuart in Drayton Valley. And this one is going to go to Deputy Marchand again with Forestry Tourism and Parks. Stuart asks, um, what percentage of the fire has been contained and what percentage is cleared as safe? Thanks, uh, thanks Stuart very much for that question. Uh, in terms of the can, the fire is still classified as burning out of control, which uh, fundamentally means that we expect there's still potential for growth. Uh, but what I can tell you is, uh, in terms of the fire guard, and which is, a, is an important containment measure, uh, there's uh, two things I would say. There's uh, water systems on, the, on Highway 22 uh, to the south of Drayton Valley to uh, provide suppression. Uh, as an, and as of this morning, uh, there was about 50% of the fire was contained by a fire guard. Uh, the fire guard is being, uh, we're making progress at about 20% of the fire a day. So after a day's, day's work, we'll be closing in on 70% uh, as of tomorrow morning would be my expectation. Thank you. Our next question is from Eleanor in Drayton Valley. And I'm going to ask Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Supports to answer this question. Eleanor asks, I have seen people saying that we can file for financial help from the government. How much do we have to pay back when this is done? Thank you very much, Eleanor, for that question. Um, it's important to share that uh, the benefits of the emergency evacuation payments are not uh, tax deductible. In addition, they do not count against age or income support. If you have concerns about uh, other benefit programs, please, please either uh, visit an Alberta Supports office. You can talk with one of our staff in person or call 310-4455 and ask for uh, any questions you may have regarding that. But to be clear, and there's no expectation to pay back these benefits. They are one-time benefit. Uh, and uh, as uh, Rob Dupree, Sheriff of Insurance Bureau of Canada, uh, they will not uh, count against any insurance claim you may have. 
I hope that answered your question, Eleanor. Thanks, Brad. Our next question is from Brett in Entwistle, and I'm going to ask Kindy Joseph, uh, Assistant Deputy Minister with the Department of Education to answer this. I'll go ahead and read it. This has been a traumatic experience for many children. Are they going to be expected to write exams after being out of school for two weeks? Kindy, please go ahead. Thank you very much for that question. I just want to assure you that Alberta Education is working very closely with school divisions that are impacted by the wildfires to support students. We are continuing to assess the situation as it, involves, as it evolves, and uh, we're also looking at implications for exams. I would advise parents and students to keep in close contact with their school division, and those decisions will be made uh, as we get closer and closer to those exam dates. Thank you. Thanks very much. The next question is from Charles in Wildwood, and I'm going to have Wanda Obi, Assistant Deputy Minister with the Department of Health, answer this question. Charles asks, um, I have a pump in my heart and I need my equipment to be plugged into something. We've been evacuated twice. What assistance is available for us? Please go ahead. Thank you, Charles, for that question. And certainly uh, we recognize that Albertans forced to evacuate may not have the necessary medical supplies or equipment that they need. And so you can seek to um, get a replacement if it is the, the actual plug-in that you're looking for. That can be located for you by contacting HealthLink at 811, or you can also contact the 310-4455 number. Thank you. Thanks, Wanda. Our next question is from Jim in Drayton Valley, and I'll be asking Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Supports to please um, respond to this. We are safe with friends at the moment and appreciate what the government is doing. We have landed with friends outside of the evacuation zone and are putting a financial burden on them. Is there any recourse for them to receive compensation? Thank you very much, Jim. That's a wonderful question. Um, one of the advantages of the emergency evacuation payment uh, is that it's not fixed on uh, how we may need, meet the individual's needs. Uh, so if you would like to uh, provide groceries or some uh, financial compensation to your hosts, uh, that's, that's a choice that you can make. Um, in addition, uh, if there's other supports that you need and it's gonna be a longer stay, uh, then it would be a good idea to contact the Red Cross for uh, additional services that may support you and your hosts. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. And a reminder for anyone who has just joined the call or would like to ask a question or raise any comments, you can do so by pressing star three at any time and one of our operators will take that question for you. I'm moving on to another question. This is from Roland in Grand Prairie, and I'm going to have Stephen with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency respond. Roland asks, does the province have a hand in decisions of who gets evacuated and who gets to go home? Uh, Roland, uh, well, first of all, let me express my, my sympathy for uh, what you're going through. Uh, so the way I'd frame this uh, is that uh, there are many hands playing in making that decision. So you would have an incident management team uh, deployed. Uh, it, it can come from a very variety of organizations. Uh, you would, uh, in a mutual aid fire, uh, you would likely have a combination of your municipal fire services. You could have uh, folks from the wildfire management branch. And if it's a fire of note, you would definitely also have a field officer or a First Nation field officer, depending on the location uh, from, uh, from the agency. So all of these folks are assessing uh, the situation as it evolves, uh, keeping in mind that uh, safety is first. We have to preserve human lives uh, at all times. And that, that incident uh, commander will roll a decision to local authorities who, to be quite blunt, uh, bear the risk uh, of making that decision and bringing you back uh, in, safe, uh, in safe conditions. So while uh, I totally empathize with uh, the, the pain and suffering that comes with uh, being uh, outside your home, uh, that ultimate decision does rest with uh, your local authorities. 
that said, we're assessing, we're monitoring, we're, we're making sure that uh, it is uh, uh, handled as it should. And uh, keeping in mind two things, I mentioned the, the, the safety of your lives, uh, but the second consideration is not to cause undue time away from home and, and making this as, uh, as deliberate, but as expeditious as possible. I hope that answers your question. Thanks, Stephen. Our next question is from Sandra in Yellowhead County, and I'm going to ask Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services to take this question. Sandra asks, um, what will you do for low-income individuals who can't afford to lose three days of pay? Great. Thank you very much for the question. I think, uh, as I was noting earlier about the emergency evacuation payment, uh, it's intended to meet the different needs that people may have in different situations. Um, the second thing I would share um, is that uh, as you're working through that, you're, you may have benefits with your work. Uh, and the last piece is that if those don't meet your needs, there's two other options. One is the Red Cross may have supports for you. And the last is if you ha are at risk of eviction or you're at risk of uh, not having the medicines you need, uh, then those uh, resources may be available. Please call 310-4455 or stop by an Alberta Supports Office. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question is from Sandy in Wildwood, and I'm going to ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to respond to this. Sandy asks, can you expand on if IBC premiums will rise as a result of the evacuation? Thank you for the question, Sandy. We haven't quite determined the full extent of all of the damages. We know that some people are still on evacuation order and some people may not have been able to go home to see the damages and know what is happening. The insurance industry is well capitalized for these events. This is what the industry prepares for and this is what we're here for during these difficult times. No single event typically impacts insurance premiums since the insurance companies do a good job of spreading the risk to help ensure long-term stability of people's premiums. I do encourage you that if you have been evacuated or if you have sustained damage to your property to start your insurance claim right away. You do have that coverage available to you and we wanna make sure that you're starting the process so you can get the financial assistance that you need. Thank you so much. Our next question is from Pat in um, Drayton Valley, and I'm going to ask Deputy Minister Marchant with Forestry, Tourism and Parks to please answer this. Pat asks, um, in which region is the fire out of control? So I, I think the, um, uh, I'm not sure if I think Pat maybe is asking about the, specifically the fire in Drayton Valley. Uh, I'm not, it, it, the fire as a whole is considered either, the, the status of a fire is for the fire itself, uh, whether it's out of control or being held or under control. So that fire is still considered to be out of control and, and out of control fundamentally means that it's burning and that based on the current conditions, there is the expectation that it could continue to grow. Um, but I will say just more generally about fires burning out of control, um, there's 10 forest areas across the province and the, the, there are fires burning out of control as we speak in every one of them except the extreme south in the Calgary forest area and then the uh, extreme northeast in the Fort McMurray forest area. Thanks, Deputy Marchand. And if you would like to ask a question at any time, you can do so by pressing star three and one of the operators would be happy to hear your question. Our next one is from Cheryl in Wildwood. And I'm going to ask Maggie Carroll with Seniors Community and Social Services to please respond to Cheryl's question. She asks, is there any extra assistance for children who have disabilities? Maggie, please go ahead. Great question, Cheryl. I'm happy to respond. As a Ministry of Seniors Community and Social Services, I would recommend that you strongly speak with your disability services worker if applicable. If you're in an evacuation center and you need special accommodation, please contact our 310-4455 number and speak to the Alberta Supports Coordinators who will make sure you get 
uh, any support that you require to address. We also have within our uh, Division of Disability Services some flexibility with our contracts to address specific needs. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you. Our next question is from Sherry in Drayton Valley, and I'm going to ask David Williams with Seniors Community and Social Services to respond to this. Sherry asks, will seniors in home care facilities be eligible for evacuation money? Yeah, thank you uh, very much, Sherry, for the for the question. Uh, yes, uh, they will be eligible for um, for the payments as any other Albertan would be. And uh, if you're living in, in the seniors lodge there, that will also not count as income for the purposes of calculating your rent, so. Thank you so much. Our next question is from Paul in Grand Prairie. And I'm going to ask Boris Contreras to answer this with Indigenous relations. Paul asks, are you working with First Nations and Métis leaders in our communities? Uh, thank you, Paul, for the question. I uh, just want to reassure you that yes, uh, there is direct contact with uh, Indigenous leadership through the Provincial Emergency Coordination Center, and all emergency uh, issues are being reported directly through there. In addition, Indigenous Relations is having direct calls daily with Indigenous leadership to ensure that we have all their needs addressed. Thank you. Our next question is from Corrine, and I'm going to ask Brad Geddes with Seniors, Community and Social Services to answer this question. Corrine asks, what help is available for those without insurance? Great, thank you very much, Karine. I will start this uh, question um, and I may ask a few others to join in. Um, the challenge with uh, insurance is that uh, um, it's a significant tool uh, in your recovery. So with that, uh, you're going to have to look at other resources. So one is of course the evacuation payment uh, I would encourage you to contact Red Cross. If there's other NGOs in your community, I would encourage you to reach out to them as well. Um, there is no specific support available uh, if someone's lost their home because of lack, uh, lack of unavailable insurance. Uh, Rob, is there anything you'd like to add to that? We know that there are a number of other resources at the reception centers, as well as information can be found online to be assisting people that do not have insurance. Insurance coverage is available in Alberta. So although people, some people may not have the coverage, we do know that there are a lot of different resources available. I encourage you to ask some of your friends or neighbors if they're aware of any other resources that could be assisting as well. Um, thank you, Rob. I think the other uh, resource that's very helpful that uh, would be 211. They have a wonderful guide uh, so that you don't have to do a lot of searching on the internet. Um, it can also be very stressful. Uh, so I would encourage you as well. Uh, there's a significant uh, uh, high quality mental health resources available. Uh, and you can also access those, access those through 211. Thank you. Thank you for that. The next question is from Mary in Fox Lake, and I'm going to have Steve Lacroix from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency answer Mary's question. She asks, can I get an update on the situation in Fox Lake? When will residents be able to return? Uh, thanks, Mary. Um, so Fox Lake arguably has been the community's uh, the hardest hit since the, this beginning of uh, of this unfortunate event. Uh, actually, you, your chief is, uh, Chief Soipagam, uh, is, uh, is fantastic, actually. Uh, I, I would encourage you, if you're not doing it already, to follow his, uh, his daily Facebook Lives uh, as he gives uh, very detailed uh, updates and information uh, as to what's going on. Now, what, what I would tell you, right, we, we started with an understanding that uh, there were 20 homes lost, uh, the uh, the RCMP detachment, uh, and the Northern Store. Uh, I watched this update uh, yesterday evening, and he reported over 80 structures lost. So roughly what 20%, 25% of the town site. Um, so so your chief uh, is. Uh, 
uh, in, in conversations uh, with a number of organizations, as uh, as you would understand, uh, a bit of a shared jurisdiction there with Indigenous Services Canada, but uh, the government of Alberta is definitely leaning forward uh, in, in finding solutions to uh, alleviate the pain and suffering uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, you would have heard the Premier uh, reporting that uh, uh, the, the federal government may be better at uh, at, at reimbursing than uh, maybe laying out some cash uh, earlier on. Uh, so with that uh, philosophy in mind, we'll do what needs to be done to, to ensure uh, that uh, you, you, you'll be uh, safe and sound and with uh, a, a short-term shelter. And uh, again, uh, your, your chief actually uh, committed to rebuild the community on this Facebook Live uh, yesterday. Uh, so, so we'll do what we need to do to, to make that happen in collaboration with the federal government. Thank you. Oh, sorry. And uh, you wanted to know when you're going to go back in. Well, it's, a, it's kind of the same story I gave for, uh, for the question from Roland. Uh, I, I don't want to speak on behalf of Deputy Marchand there, but uh, we're, we're following uh, a couple of good days of firefighting. Uh, and, and the fire in Fox Lake is uh, is trending in the right direction, but not not in uh, in such a way. Given the the isolation of, of the community and the need to record uh, to sorry to use a barge to move people and vehicles back and forth, uh, I wouldn't say it was a close call, close call last time, but uh, we, we we were working this till the very last minute. So we do not want to risk uh, your safety by putting you in a situation where uh, we, in collaboration with ultimately your chief and council, who will make that decision, have uh, a, a, a degree of certainty that we're not put, putting you in harm's way. So that's what's being done right now. And uh, if uh, Deputy Marchand will actually uh, expand a bit more in his area of expertise. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Steve. Um, I, I can just say really um, that the wildfire remains very active in the area, uh, that the warm, dry weather uh, is you know persists in making it a, a volatile and risky uh, situation. Uh, but what I can also say is you know right now there's um, 70 firefighters, uh, 11 helicopters, and uh, a range of heavy equipment that is responding to this wildfire. So uh, there is uh, continued effort, uh, but uh, and that will inform when a decision is ultimately made about a return to the community. Uh, and Boris Contreras from uh, First Nations Relations. I just want to add uh, for residents of Fox Lake, you are now eligible for the emergency payments. So we are uh, establishing a working group here to help and support those who may need uh, some uh, assistance with that. But your first uh, point of contact is to go to alberta.ca slash emergency online or 310-4455. If any of those two options do not work, we are currently working together inside the GOA to find alternative arrangements. Thank you for that question and responses. Our next question is from Rick in Yellowhead County, and I'm going to have Deputy Minister with Agriculture and Irrigation, Jason Hale, respond to this. Rick asks, what can we do if we have livestock that we need to move? Uh, where do we go? What can we do? Well, thanks for the question, Rick. And I know it's uh, it's very stressful when you have livestock and you're trying to get uh, get some place for them and go. So, so we have talked with the Alberta uh, Agricultural Society. Um, they have talked to all their member organizations and do have uh, rodeo grounds and some of their facilities lined up, ready to take uh, livestock. Also, the Alberta Auction Marks Association has put out a call to their member organizations um, to prepare them. Uh, to take in in livestock if needed. So please call 310-4455. Uh, uh, they, will, they will get you in contact uh, with some phone numbers for the auction markets. Um, also website for the ad societies and the auction markets. Uh, they'll be able to direct you to uh, phone lines there. Thank you. Thank you, Deputy Hale. And Tara Johnson with the SPCA, just an opportunity if you have anything in addition you would like to share for the question about moving livestock. Oh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, our peace officers, the Alberta SPCA peace officers have um, some experience um, in that area and certainly have engaged with 
haulers and uh, individuals who can support those who have to transport to animals and livestock. Thank you so much. Um, the next question is from Carlin in Drayton Valley, and I'm going to have Wanda Obi with the Department of Health respond to this. Carlin asks, where can people get their medications refilled? Thank you, Carlin, for that question. Certainly important that uh, Albertans maintain their health and continue to take the required medications um, throughout this process. And, and if you were forced to, to leave your home and, and you didn't take your required medication with you, or if you don't have enough during the time that you are evacuated, um, please go to the nearest pharmacy and explain your situation. We have contacted all pharmacies across the province, as well as the Pharmacy Association, about this situation to support Albertans in this process. Um, even if you don't have your Alberta health care card with you, uh, they will be able to access their system and confirm your health care number. Um, they will do an assessment of your health care needs and where possible will consult with your regular uh, pharmacist and or health care provider in order to confirm your prescription. So there is uh, services available for you in that regard. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Rich and I'm going to ask Curtis Zablocki with the RCMP to please respond to this. Um, Rich asks, is it possible for the RCMP to create a citizens on patrol work to help in these emergency situations? Curtis, please go ahead. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for the question, Rick. And, and the, the answer is absolutely. So, uh, you know, I, I would suggest that, you know, uh, the existing or current citizens on patrol groups and rural crime watch groups are being engaged. Uh, in your respective area there to, uh, to again, be the eyes and ears uh, of the community, of the police, and reporting any suspicious activities that, that might be, uh, that they might observe. So um, if those groups don't exist in certain areas, uh, we would be absolutely happy to uh, assist communities and, and community leaders in, in uh, working to establish uh, those very, uh, I'll say, critical and important citizen-led volunteer groups that, uh, that help keep our communities safe. Thanks, Curtis. Our next question is from Jessica in Wildwood, and I'm going to have Deputy Minister Brandy Cox with Municipal Affairs respond to this. Um, Jessica asks, how is the government staying connected to our local leaders, like the mayor, who who we are go we are also getting updates from sorry so it's how is the government staying connected with our local leaders like the mayor um, who we are also getting updates from thank you so much jessica that's a great question and one of the things that we really pride ourselves on in municipal affairs is having what we think are really strong relationships with those local leaderships uh, across the province what we've done specifically for this event um, is to establish an outreach team and that outreach team is connecting almost daily with mayors and reefs of impacted communities, as well as with their uh, chief administrative officers, so the administrative heads of organizations. We're also uh, connecting in with municipal associations like the Rural Municipalities of Alberta, for example, um, and you know, trying to leverage them and their networks to be able to share information that we have within the government of Alberta. So as an example, uh, when we started the work to organize these telephone town halls to provide a venue for folks like yourself to ask questions, uh, we were able to connect right away with the Royal Municipalities of Alberta. They shared information out. They have an excellent hub um, that kind of has all of the up-to-date news releases, things like that. Um, so, of course, please go to alberta.ca slash emergency. Um, but we're also encouraging local leaders to access the types of networks that they always use um, to, to provide good governance and communication to their communities, including um, organizations like the, the Rural Municipalities of Alberta. So hopefully you, they're getting the information they need from us um, and they've got a good venue to be able to ask questions that we can then fan out to other uh, folks across the government of Alberta, get answers back and then share those with you. Thank you. And two quick reminders before we move on to the next question. If you are looking for information, as indicated by Deputy Minister Brandy Cox, you can go to alberta.ca 
flash emergency for access to information and answers to questions that you may have. And if you would like to ask a question right now or at any time for the remainder of this telephone town hall, you can do so by pressing star three and one of our operators will be happy to take your question. Our next question is here from uh, Jennifer and she has been listening online. Her question, I'm going to ask Maggie Carroll with the Seniors Community and Social Services to please respond. Jennifer asks, do we need a digital ID to apply for the benefit? Is there a way to apply without it? Absolutely, uh, great question, Jennifer. The digital ID is associated with the account.ca, the verified.ca. That allows you that if you have a verified account, you can go directly into uh, the program and apply. Otherwise, do not worry. We have sites located right across the province. Our Alberta support centers are open to extended hours across the province to accommodate any in-person applications. And we can also assess um, your needs at the evacuation centers in Grand Prairie. Uh, we're at our our provincial building there, but we're also in Edmonton and Calgary at the evacuation centers there. So if you need any support at all, just contact us and we'll be able to help. Thanks, Maggie. Our next question is from West in Drayton Valley, and I will have Steve Lacroix from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency respond to this question from West. He asks, when we are allowed to um, re-enter Drayton Valley, will it be a staged re-entry? Hi, Wes. Uh, thanks for that question. Uh, it, it has to be, I guess, is, is my answer. Um, so since the very beginning of the, the let's call it the Brazo County slash uh, Drayton Valley fire, uh, we've had an embedded uh, field officer. Uh, again, as uh, I alluded to before, because of the, the size, magnitude and threat of the, that that fire poses, uh, the wildfire management branch uh, folks are also in there. And uh, so once the decision is uh, rolled up to, uh, to, to uh, local officials to, to make that determination, uh, there will be a, a staged re-entry. Uh, it, it, it cannot be chaos. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a huge, a huge uh, population, but over 7,000 people converging uh, on the city uh, at the same time uh, would be it would be challenging, despite the fact that everybody wants to get home uh, as soon as possible. So, stay tuned for uh, messaging from uh, your uh, your local uh, director of emergency management, your fire chief, your local officials, uh, and uh, we'll be uh, leading this one from behind with our team as well to ensure that it happens in in, uh, uh, in, in a, you know the most deliberate, cogent way possible understanding that people uh might uh, be somewhat reticent to to follow instructions but i, I you know i, I please uh you and, and your uh, community members to follow the instructions to make this as painless and as little frustrating as possible thank you thank you our next question is from Carissa in Drayton Valley, and I will have Curtis Zablocki with the RCMP respond to this. Carissa asks, will police notify us immediately if they find out our house has been broken into? Yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll do our very best uh, to do that. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we should have all the information available to, to make that contact, uh, likely by phone in, in most uh, situations and and uh, we'd be uh, you know uh, working with you from that point on obviously initiating initiating an investigation and and working to uh, to uh, uh, apprehend and and make accountable uh, help make accountable I should say uh, uh, those persons responsible thank you Curtis our next question is from John who is listening online and I'm going to have Deputy Minister Marchand with Forestry, Tourism and Parks respond to this. John asks, who is con in control of firefighting decisions in Drayton Valley, Brazo County? Is it the local fire chief or is it someone else? It, it would be the local uh, fire chief in uh, Brazo County uh, who would have uh, ultimate uh, decision-making authority 
uh, with that fire. Thank you. Our next question is from Rob in Grand Prairie, and I'll be asking Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services to please respond. Rob's question is, if you have an adult child dependent in the home, do they need to apply for their own funding or how does that work? Great, wonderful question, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm certain that other parents have the same question. Uh, the advantage of the application process is that you can apply for yourself as an adult, as well as other adults, including dependent adults, uh, so that uh, not everyone in the household has to be filling out the forms. If you have any challenges, though, uh, I would encourage you to uh, visit uh, the reception centers in Hampton and Calgary or across the street in Grand Prairie uh, or any Alberta Sports office. Um, they would be pleased to help you with the application if there's any challenges. Thank you. Our next question is from Sam, who is listening online, and I will have Tom Davis, Assistant Deputy Minister with Environment and Protected Areas, respond to this question. Sam asks, um, I'm worried about the air quality when we go home. Is it safe? Uh, thank you. <clears throat> Hi, Sam. Uh, thank you very much for your question. So, Sam, um, Alberta Environment and Parks, we report current air quality every 24 hours, or uh, 24 hours a day every hour, and that information is uh, provided using an air quality health index, which rates the air quality from 1 to 10, uh, 1 being, you know, very good quality, 10 being higher, um, and so uh, that's available on our website. Um, the, the decision to re-enter when you go home is based on a health assessment of the conditions there. And so that will also be a factor in terms of that decision. Um, there will continue to be, um, you know, smoke from the wildfires can fluctuate very rapidly. And so sometimes that's not always detected immediately by the air quality stations. And so we would recommend that you take actions to protect your health based on what's happening and your individual symptoms uh, and your, your respiratory health. Um, and so uh, there is information available on the Environment and Protected Areas website, as well as there's a WeatherCan mobile app uh, that um, I think through that we can provide to you um, that also provides a generalized, uh, uh, specialized air quality uh, statement uh, that are, are updated every 12 hours. Thank you so much, ADM Davis. Our next question is from Maleng in Drayton Valley, and I'm going to ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to take this question. Um, it says, regarding insurance, is there a deductible for us to pay, and will our premiums be affected if we do make a claim? Thank you for the question, Maleng. Insurance policies have terms, conditions, limits, and commonly a deductible. Some particular parts of the insurance policy may not have the deductible applied when we're talking about a home insurance claim, like additional living expenses. If your vehicle is damaged by fire, it's common for the deductible to be waived if there is direct fire damage. In Alberta, there's about 145 different property and casualty insurance companies offering a variety of home, auto, and business insurance products. Right now, we don't know the full extent of the damage for the various regions throughout the province. Just because you make a claim does not necessarily mean that your premiums are going to be impacted in the future. Thank you. Our next question is from Jessica in Drayton Valley. And I'm going to have Brad Geddes with Seniors, Community and Social Services respond to this question. Jessica says the following, hotels informed me that if I call the Red Cross, they can help my family. What is the best number to call and what paperwork do I need? Hi there, thank you very much for this question. So the Canadian Red Cross can be reached at 1-888-800 6493. I'll repeat that as I'm sure other people like to know as well. 
and uh, they can be reached 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, if you have, uh, you can also go to the website, which is Red Cross, all one word, R-E-D-C-R-O-S-S period C-A, and you can access, there's a form there that you can fill out uh, and um, learn more about how they can uh, provide assistance. Great question, thank you. Thanks very much. Our next question is um, from Blake, who is listening live online. And I will have Steve Lacroix with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency respond to this question. Blake says the following, for residents who are now returning home, how long was the power out? And should we be emptying out our free freezers when we get home? Uh, good evening, Blake. So how long was the power out? Uh, if uh, you gave me a specific community, I could probably answer that question or reverse engineer it through the reporting that we have. That being said, your, uh, lo your lo local authorities will be able to provide you with that information. What I can say about uh, the goods that you may have lost, if the power was lost in, uh, in your freezer, for example, is that uh, after consulting with uh, our colleagues here from the, in in, sorry, the Insurance Bureau of Canada, uh, fire being an insurable peril, uh, loss goods in your freezer would be eligible for an insurance claim. I don't know, Rob, if I covered that correctly or if you want to add. Yes, thank you very much. You're absolutely correct. Home and tenant insurance policies commonly include coverage for food spoilage. So we do know that some communities have had power out because some of the power lines have been damaged. Crews are working hard to restore the power, but once the evacuation order is lifted and you're able to get back home, if your power was out and you do have food spoilage, make sure that you take pictures and do an inventory of the food. Contact your adjuster for the next steps. There is coverage available. And even if your fridge or freezer is damaged because and as a result of the spoiled food, that can be covered under your insurance policy as well. Thank you very much for those answers. Our next question is from James and Edson, and I'm going to go to Brad Geddes with Seniors Community and Social Services again for a response. James um, says the following, I had found a job in Edson two weeks ago, and now it seems to have been canceled. I've been evacuated. Will there be any compensation or help for people like me? Great, thank you very much. I appreciate that uh, any job is incredibly important to all of us and uh, particularly if you have one lined up. Um, so I'll be asking my colleague, Binky Carroll, to expand on my answer. Uh, the first piece I would share is that there's no direct uh, compensation under uh, wildfire programs related to loss of income or loss of work or business loss of income. Um, however, uh, I would ask Maggie to share what other resources are for finding alternate employment or uh, accessing employment insurance. Maggie? Thank you, Brad, and thank you for the question. We have been working with our partners over at Service Canada to provide and to be accommodating with regards to any immediate employment insurance claims. They have posted information on all of our Alberta Support uh, Centre's offices. We can provide more information as well if you contact 310-4455. We can provide information that Service Canada has provided with the um, accommodation that they are making in regards to employment insurance claims. And this is, uh, they're expediting claims that are happening and coming forward due to residents who have lost employment, who have had an interruption in employment. Uh, Service Canada is identifying clients in receipt of paper checks so we can help them um, receive their checks or their financial benefits through other uh, means. But in addition to that, if you find yourself due to the circumstances we're facing today out of employment, you can contact any of our Alberta support centers across the province for support in resume writing, job searching, any type of transition supports we can help you with in order to find um, employment. And I, I'm sorry to hear about your circumstances. Um, I hope we're able to offer you some support in the future. Thank you. 
The next question, and I know we are close to the end of the time, but we're going to get through at least one more. Uh, this is from Dave online, and I'm going to have David Williams with Seniors Community and Social Services respond. Um, Dave's question is, I'm on, I am in low-income housing, and I live on a fixed income. What supports are there if I don't have anywhere to go? Uh, hi, Dave. Uh, thank you very much for the question. So uh, if you are uh, a resident in one of the, uh, the low-income properties run by the Alberta Social Housing Corporation, uh, and you do need to be evacuated, uh, please be in touch with your housing management body. We will find alternative uh, accommodation for you uh, within one of the other properties within uh, the region and close to the evacuation zone uh, until you're able to return uh, back to your to your current current home. So if you have any concerns uh, with that about needing to be moved or evacuated, uh, please contact your local housing management body and they will work with you uh, to ensure that you're accommodated. In addition, um, you are eligible for the evacuation payment. So if you're out for more than uh, seven days, um, please please apply as, uh, through, the, through the process for those payments. And I can assure you that uh, receiving those in payments will not impact the current social housing benefits that you're receiving. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. And that concludes all of the questions for this evening. Thank you so much for the incredible questions that were raised and for the answers and information provided. I would like to thank Minister Mike Ellis for hosting this town hall tonight. I would like to thank the colleagues from the government of Alberta and our wildfire information partners for providing responses and access to information. And I would like to thank all of you for listening and finding the information you need most. As a reminder to everyone, if you still have questions, we encourage you to please call 310-4455, visit alberta.ca slash emergency, or join us for another telephone town hall conversation tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. where you can ask more questions to our experts who are joining us to support you finding the information you need most. Thank you all for joining us. Stay safe and good night.